Alright, hello everybody and welcome back to the Bosnian American Professionals Podcast. My name is Nedim Ramić, I'm a personal injury attorney here in the St. Louis area and my co-host today is... Dr. Avdić, I'm a chiropractor here in St. Louis as well. And today's guest is actually special to both of us because uh, I think you're doing business with her, she's doing your, your uh, accounting work yes. and yes. Uh, my firm is actually thinking about switching over to do uh, accounting work with our guest today. And I don't know how to do justice El Medina, but I'm going to try it because El Medina Tashic is our guest today, a CPA, Certified Public Accountant with Milhouse Neal. Milhouse and Neal. Milhouse and Neal uh, company here in the St. Louis area. Is mm-hmm. Maryland, what, Maryland Heights. Maryland Heights. So, El Medina, welcome on our podcast. And um, do you want to tell us just a little bit more about yourself and then we'll kind of dig deeper into everything? Well, first, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. I'm excited to be here. Um, a little about myself. Um, I'm a CPA. I've been doing this for 10 years now. Uh, I got my graduate degree and MBA with an emphasis in accounting, a bachelor's degree in accounting. I went to middle school here, high school and college. I'm pretty much almost a St. Louis native. I've been here since I was 12 years old. So what time did you, uh, what year did you move from Bosnia? Now they're going to do the math. (laughs) (laughs) 98. Okay. Okay. And so you came directly from Bosnia to the United States, right? I did. Mm -hmm. And how old did you say you were at that time? I was 12. Okay. So you basically lived through the entire ordeal in Bosnia, right? Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. A lot of people don't like talking about it. What about you? I'm okay talking about it now. It was difficult before, but I feel like the more I talk about it, the easier it is talking about it. And a lot of our guests actually, you know, experienced uh, a lot of things when it comes to Bosnia and and, and the, you know, genocide that occurred down there. But, um, so what grade were you in Bosnia when everything started? First grade. First grade. Yeah, I had just started school. And then uh, everything happened, and then during the war, were you attending school? I assume you were. I was. I was attending school the whole time. So my family comes from a small village outside of Jablonca, mm-hmm. Sobici. And in um, spring of 1993, um, we had to leave our house, and it was burnt down. And then uh, we lived in Jablonca the rest of the time, so during the war and after the war. And I remember going to school, you know, we'd go to school in a basement, that was it, like it wasn't an actual school, but we still attended classes and education continued on. Yeah, I remember my third and fourth grade were in ambulance and in the grocery store. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah, so I think I was first grade when I learned the multiplication table <laughs> <laughs> because the class was split. It was first graders and third graders, and the third graders were studying the multiplication table. So I just learned it with them. Was it your favorite class, math? I enjoyed math. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. It came easy. All right. And so the war ended, and then you said in '98 mm-hmm. you uh, moved to the United States. Uh, how was that process? The moving here or? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you found out that you guys were actually, you know, going to the United States. I was really excited. Um, I was excited because, you know, I saw U.S. in movies and um, it looked beautiful. So I was looking forward to it and I started studying English and um, 
my parents weren't, I mean, I can't say that they weren't excited, but they they had to say goodbye to their loved ones and they didn't know when they were going to come back and see them again. So uh, they were definitely brave for their decision, but I was excited. What was your first impression of St. Louis? It wasn't bad. I've heard a lot of people say that it was bad. <laughs> it wasn't them. bad, but it wasn't good either, I guess. <laughs> no, um, so I just remember like everything was so neat, at least where my uncle lived, because mm -hmm. uh, we lived with my uncle for about a month or something. And you know, the grass is neat and everything, all the houses and maybe coming from a war zone, to right. me that was just something that I hadn't seen or didn't remember seeing back home. Um, but then when I started school, that was the difficult part. That was really challenging. So, um, I went to St. Louis City Public Schools and going through a metal detector for the first time. And I just felt like I was in jail, really. I mean, there wasn't much, even walking from class to class, um, we would have to get into a, a, a line in order to walk from class to class. There wasn't much freedom. There wasn't much room to be a child. Where did you go to high school? Gateway, St. Louis City Public School as well. But when it comes to academics, obviously you excelled even in high school, right? Mm -hmm, I did, yeah. Um, so when I started middle school here, um, math was one thing where I excelled, but that's because I think back home they pushed math and mm -hmm. science so much that once I started here, it was really easy because I did that stuff maybe in you know fifth grade and they're doing it in seventh grade here. So I won all kinds of awards in middle school, even though I didn't speak English really well. And then high school, and then um, you went to UMSL, correct? Yeah, I went to UMSL. So I didn't know what I wanted to study. Um, so I went to Merrimack for the first two years. Mm -hmm. And I think our generation was kind of breaking the mm -hmm. ice. We didn't have anyone to lead us or tell us what scholarships are, or how to apply for those scholarships. Um, so I went to Merrimack for two years, and you and I actually Yeah, I was Merrimack. taking some classes there mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. And I remember you were helping me with some of my math. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yes, at that point it got difficult. <laughs> okay. um, but yes, so the chiropractor was helping an accountant with math. <laughs> All right. Um, and then and UMSL. And then UMSL from there. Uh, and I chose accounting at UMSL, so that's when I made my decision to be in accounting. And I didn't like my accounting classes, to be honest, in college. Um, but real life is really different than mm -hmm. what school teaches you. So Interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. And then uh, you also had a master's in accounting from UMSL as well. I have an MBA with an emphasis in accounting. Mm -hmm. So I chose to do an MBA and then emphasis in accounting because um, you need 150 credit hours. So most people don't know this. They don't know the difference between a CPA and, account and an accountant. Mm -hmm. So in order to be a CPA, I had to have 150 credit hours from a university, which pretty much puts you at a master's degree. Um, and then after that, um, I studied for the CPA exam, which is four parts, and I passed that. So that's why I completed the MBA. But it's some pretty CPAs difficult don't. exam, isn't it? They say it is, but it's very much doable. <laughs> mm -hmm. Interesting. And UMSL is actually pretty uh, well known for their accounting program. They have well. a really strong accounting program. And I had no idea when I transferred there because I hadn't made a decision to do accounting at that time. But once I transferred and realized they have a strong accounting program, I was in a good school. So when it comes to your job, um, how did you land that job? Was that your first job in accounting? Yeah. What um, was your path towards that? So it was my first job in accounting. Um, it was actually an internship. So UMSL hosts these um, accounting nights, accounting career nights, um, maybe 
once a year or twice a year and that's you know I brought my resume and I talked to a lot of firms and this firm they liked me and I liked them um, I went through a series of interviews and they offered me an internship and I've been there since where do you see your future in the company are you planning to be one of the partners or hopefully <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm working on developing my book of business there so um, I've been actively doing that for the last year or two um, branching out and doing a lot more business development and not just the paperwork in the office so I would hope so so let's dive into you know your day-to-day -day professional dealings with you know you mostly you know deal with businesses correct yeah. mm -hmm. and so you've also handled quite a few buys in American businesses mm -hmm. and what's something that you see where, where you know most of those businesses can improve and what's some of the mistakes that you've seen people make with their businesses? Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes especially with our businesses is that um, they're so focused on running their business that they're not focused on the actual bookkeeping that they need to do and uh, keeping a good set of books Usually um, they have a bookkeeper that's not qualified to do it and then, you know, if they don't put in the numbers correctly, then you're not getting good reports and you don't have the reports to make decisions off of. So I think that's one of the biggest things that they really need to focus on and improve and have um, a good bookkeeper, a good set of books, and it'll make their tax time easier, it'll make uh, going to the bank and getting a loan from the bank a lot easier. Some of my clients come from bankers where, you know, they'll come to the bank and ask for a loan, but they don't have any financial statements or anything, so the bank will send them my way to help them. Um, put policies and uh, procedures in place uh, in order to prevent fraud and then also to help them with the bookkeeping aspect. So I think that's one of the challenges. And they're all afraid um, of tax and everyone wants to pay the smallest amount of tax possible. There are legal ways of doing that. There's tax planning and that's one thing if they don't have a good set of books, if they don't know where they stand in September or October, it's difficult to do the tax planning side of things. If you just do your taxes in April, then there's no tax planning at that time. You're just reporting what happened last year. So how often do you suggest that a person or a business entity meets up with their accountant throughout the year? It depends on their needs and what they have going on. If it's pretty consistent throughout the year, then they don't have to meet a lot. Uh, but if they have a lot of changes that go on, if you know they're buying a lot of equipment or you know they're growing really fast, then they might need to meet more often and make sure that they're doing the right things. Okay. So what you're telling me doesn't work the way that I had some clients come in here and they said when they were doing their taxes, they went to their, you know, tax preparer, I'm going to call them, and they mm -hmm. said, well, this year I just want to pay $5,000 in taxes, that's all. So you're saying <laughs> it doesn't work that way, huh? Not really. <laughs> okay. All right. So now that we've got that out of the way, um, tell us all the things that your company and you yourself are able to provide to businesses when it comes to their uh, accounting needs. So it's not just taxes, it's not just bookkeeping, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of, you know, services that you can provide in particular with the, with the planning aspect mm -hmm. of it, correct? So the biggest thing would be really consulting and that's going to be different for every company. Just looking at their needs, what it is, where they stand and how we can help them move forward. Um, if you know they're making a lot of money, if they have a lot of cash, do they need maybe uh, a referral to a financial advisor to help them what to do with that cash, whether to invest it 
or you know are they insured properly are they structured properly for legal purposes um, we don't do any of that paperwork but we would send them to the attorney to make sure that they are so the consulting side of it and then of course the tax side um, if the business is growing and the bank will not loan them any more money unless they have a uh, financial statements that are either reviewed um, by a CPA or audited by a CPA. We do those as well. A lot of times when um, they're selling their business, then um, they need those statements. So we do a lot of mergers and acquisitions as well and consulting with those. Um, I already mentioned the tax planning aspect. Then uh, for our high net worth individuals, also trust preparation and trust consulting um, and referring them to an attorney to help them set those up correctly. Did I miss anything? Uh, we also work with individuals, so it's not just businesses. We also do uh, individual tax return preparation. And some people have more complex and some less complex tax returns. Um, but that's about it. I think that summarizes. And I can actually watch for the consulting. Uh, I know that all CPAs don't do that. Some of them don't like, I guess, meeting up with clients or don't have time, so they just do the taxes. And but um, I used to be with the accountant that didn't do much consulting and would just see me in February or so and get my taxes done, send her over. But since I switched over to Medina and she coached me few months prior to the end of the year, I think I was able to save on my taxes that mm -hmm. the year as well and it made my life much easier. I didn't have to scramble in end of January, February to get everything together to get done. And to be honest with you, that's kind of one of the reasons I, before we started talking, I mentioned, I mean, when we started talking, I, I mentioned that we are in the process of switching over to Medina and that's one of the reasons you just mentioned that is because our tax repairs right now they really don't sit down with us and answer any and all questions that we may have. Like, mm -hmm. for example, are we properly structured for tax purposes? Is this mm -hmm. the best, you know, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, setup that we've got going mm -hmm. on? Can we do something different? And I think a lot of people uh, have got that fear that, you know, an accountant is going to be too expensive. And I, I think the way it needs to be looked at, I'd rather pay an accountant now and save down the road, mm -hmm. you know, with my taxes than just, you know, pay a little bit now or nothing and then, you know, just get hit with, you know, big tax bill that I mm -hmm. probably didn't even have to pay. So mm -hmm. And I have to be one of those guys say, Hey, this year I'm only paying five thousand <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was just listening to Medina and I got, you know, hung up on her uh high net worth individuals maybe Addis, if we work hard over the next hundred years we will become high net worth individuals of El Medina so, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised how fast the business can grow <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's, it's a good thing I think all three of us here you know thank God have, have got some very solid uh, businesses you know going on and you know when I look at you El Medina even though you know you don't you don't own this company just yet mm -hmm. but I've got a feeling that you 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 are on your way to kind of Become Hope a so. big time part <laughs> of one the of ladder. these days. Yeah, yeah, and it's a good company. You know, full disclosure, my wife also did an internship with that company, and, and she liked them a lot. They, they, she learned a lot, and it was just just good stuff. And another full disclosure, I guess I'm gonna have to do this because you are one of my wife's best friends. So, folks, <laughs> that's another full disclosure here. Um, Not biased at all, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But now let's switch gears and talk about uh, your community involvement because uh, during the day you are super accountant woman and then uh, once you're off work, once it's not tax season, you're mm -hmm. also heavily involved in the Bosnian American community and the community in general. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about your uh, dealings. I think you're on the mayor's 
task force? What's, what's, what's that? Uh, St. Louis Civil Rights Enforcement Agency Commission. Are you still doing that? I am still doing that. I actually just went to a quarterly meeting. Um, so what that agency does is it helps individuals within the St. Louis city limits if they're facing discrimination. Um, whether it's in housing or employment. So if they think they're being discriminated against, they can reach that agency. Uh, so it's St. Louis uh, Civil Rights Enforcement Agency, and I'll get the phone number for you guys later. But they can contact the agency. There's really no fee to the individual. Um, they have their own investigators, and they'll look into it and see if they are being discriminated against or not. And a lot of times, if people think they are, they really are being discriminated against. And there's a lot of it in housing, uh, but also in, in employment, whether it's you know not being able to get a promotion due to something or not uh, getting fired or just being treated differently. How common is it? It's common. It really? happens a lot, yes. Yeah. How did you get on that task force? Um, it was... Um, a couple of years ago, actually, um, Amir Hotich introduced me to the director of the agency, and then um, I met with the director, and then um, I was appointed by the mayor. So you were appointed mayor by Francis the mayor? Lee, yes. Yeah. Any Bosnian Americans that you've noticed that have been discriminated against in the city of St. Louis? I think our people, and that's one of the conversations that I had with the director. Um, So before the tornado warnings kicked in, we were talking about, you know, Bosnian-Americans and discrimination in the city of St. Louis. So how common is it? I just want to say, as your guest, you did not let me seek shelter. <laughs> <laughs> so if anything happens now, if we, if we per you know, perish in a tornado, you know, it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so help us. Um, okay, jokes aside, uh, we were talking about the agency and discrimination. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, so... Here's the phone number for people to call. It's 314-622-3301. Again, 314-622-3301. And this is only within city of St. Louis limits. So if, if the company is in the county or if the rental unit is in the county, then um, the agency cannot help. They only work with within the limits of the St. Louis Are they the connected city. with another agency that may be in the county that can... As Maybe far put them in the right we direction. Don't, we don't know that there is an agency in the okay. county that does the same thing. Um, but you were wondering um, how it affects our community. Bosnian Americans, yeah. Yes. Um, I feel our people are either afraid um, to contact and to report that they might be facing discrimination, they might be afraid of retaliation, or they don't know that the agency exists. So um, it is my job to promote awareness and make sure that they are aware that this agency is there, that it can help them and that they need to call it if they, if they are facing discrimination. So whenever mm -hmm. you're not doing the taxes and mm -hmm. not helping people that are being discriminated uh, against the little time that you have left, what do you like to do? What do I like to do or what do I have to do? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I really try to go to the gym and I know that might not be fun and it's not fun for me either but uh, I think it's an important part and um, so twice a week I lift really heavy um, yes <laughs> interesting I have some couches need to be it's funny because when I'm bringing groceries at home or something, my mom tells my dad, oh, help her, you know, that's too heavy. And I'm like, oh, God, you guys have no idea how much I'm lifting at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, funny. And I also was taking salsa lessons. 
Uh, yeah, some wow. people might be surprised by that. Yeah. I am surprised by that. That's interesting. Yeah, salsa. I always liked salsa. Um, I bought my salsa shoes and everything. They were just sitting there. And finally, one day, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I contacted a dance studio and signed up. And I was taking those for six months up until tax season. And then I stopped during tax season, so I'll get back into it. My salsa usually consists of tortilla chips. Yeah, mine <laughs> as well. But you know, don't don't tell that to my wife because I've got a feeling that she'll be like, "Oh, we should take some salsa lessons as well, hubby." It's fun. It's really nice. Mm. So I would say uh, weights, salsa, and yoga. Those kind of keep me occupied. All right. So, mm. um, El Medina, is there anything that you would like to add to this podcast that you know Addison and I have not asked you that you think our listeners would you know benefit from? Um, honestly, they can call me. Uh, as Addison knows, the consultation mm-hmm. is free. They're welcome to call me, and you know, and we can talk on the phone, or we can meet in person and go over and see if I can help them. If not, I would tell them that if they're they if they're getting a good deal where they're at, if they're doing everything the way they're supposed to, then there's no reason for them to switch if they're happy. Um, but the relationship they have with their accountant and with you know their lawyer with their doctor I think uh, all of those people they should feel comfortable reaching out to that person so they should never have to sit back and say oh I, I really have this question let me look it up online and waste their precious time when they can easily just contact the person and I think that relationship is important as you know mm-hmm. we went over depreciation many many times mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my phone number is 314-995-6900 314-995-6900. Yeah, we will, we will also post that on our, on our podcast um, platform. Um, Addis, anything else you would like to add, buddy? No, I think that's it. I think that was it basically in a nutshell. Uh, and um, I will add when it comes to the consultation. Actually, an initial consultation Medina and I had over the phone probably two years prior than I switched. And then at, at that time, she told me... Uh, better off staying where, where, where I'm at because I was still very small and wasn't growing much. But uh, when I switched over last year, we had the actual ofish, official sit-down the consultation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And for that sit-down, I mean, it's just last two years of tax returns mm-hmm. just so we can see where you're at. And then if you have year-to-date books, so, you know, we can see how that's looking, if you're doing a good job keeping those, if they need improvement before year-end, and if anything can be done. But really, I'm here for our people. Um, I know it's really difficult uh, that they haven't had much help on the accounting side. So That is very true. There's a lot of uh, bookkeepers out there, but I don't know anybody that's actually a CPA that's that's within the Bosnian American community. And that's me personally. Maybe there are some people out there, but I don't know about them. Um, do want to be respectful of both of your times, and you know we, we just did have a tornado warning siren. Uh, I am going to go out on a limb here, and I'll probably get hit right now because Medina is sitting right across the table from me. Guys out there in the audience, <laughs> she is single, like she is a great catch. So you just got her phone number. If you guys, you know, want uh, uh, a shot at the date, hey, Medina. <laughs> it wasn't the tornado that got me. It was El Medina. But, you know, all, all fun aside, Alina, thank you so much for stopping by and talking to Addison thank and you, I. Thank you, It's been a pleasure. Been and a, been a <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, all right, guys. everybody. You all have a wonderful rest of the day, wonderful rest of the week, and stay safe <laughs> out there. Thanks, everyone.